the world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. Hey, 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 I am here, and good day, America. You're listening to Waking Up in America. We're a premier team radio magazine, and we provide listeners with powerful conversations. Excuse me, Lisa. We provide listeners with powerful conversations of excellence for body, mind, and spirit. So come be a fly on the wall with us and listen to the most intriguing conversations in radio. And you can get it only here on Waking Up in America. I'm Dr. Valerie Ann Kirkgaard. I'm a mom who's played polo. I've firewalked, piloted planes, and carried the Olympic torch. In a similar vein, our editors and guests are people who relish living out loud and celebrating life. Our guests say they feel honored and loved by our radio team. Bob Costa, he's here with us today, and he says we're doing radio which will change the world. And we hope you agree. I interview people with love and charm and interesting points of view and new information to make your life easier and more effective. They're the best of the best. Lisa invites you to create family structures that bring effectiveness and joy to your house and your home and your family. Cherie, our essential oil specialist, tells you how to feel better fast at low cost and how to make simple changes that have impact. George tells you about leadership with a lift and offers you tools that will get you results professionally and personally. And our diva, never to be the last to be mentioned, the diva is patient as she stands in the background with her boa around her neck, tasting the wonderful goodies of the Godiva chocolates. You go, girl. Now, if you hear a dog barking, a telephone ringing, an angel singing, or the wail of a fire engine, or a child laughing, know that we are on telephones all over the United States to cause this program. And that, as you can see on occasion, could be very interesting. Call your friends and invite them to listen, and you can be heard from any place in the world because that has a computer because we're on the Internet, and then you can be heard in Albuquerque, New Mexico, in Buffalo, New York, and in Pittsburgh, and we're moving into the south now. So check your local stations to find out when we're on. Also check out our website at Heaven Incorporated, all spelled out, or wakingupinamerica.com. Either one of us will get, either one of them will get you there. And please keep a paper and pen handy as there'll be names, numbers, and ideas that you might want to jot down. And if you want to email me today, this is a very cool thing to do. You want to, you want to, um, ask Bob a question or any of the other editors, simply email me at val at wakingupinamerica.com and I will read your question on the air. So there you go. Now, our editors are actually on the website, and you can meet them in person, or if something goes by too quickly for you today and you want to pick up on it, you can call us at toll-free 866-RADIO-99. Once again, that's toll-free 866-RADIO-99. So, Bob Costa, I know that you actually started home shopping on the radio, didn't you, many years ago? Well, first of all, Dr. Val, let me, you know, if I could carry a tune, I would start off by singing Happy Birthday to you. <laughs> but I cannot carry a tune. In fact, when I take a sing in the shower, the water runs up. <laughs> but let me just say that I want to wish you the happiest of birthdays, and I'm and I'm so honored to be on your radio show and to be there with the rest of your team, and uh, it is my pleasure to be with you here today. 
uh, on on this show, and I hope to be able to share some information that can help uh, a lot of people out there that happen to be listening in. Now, you mentioned about the beginning of home shopping, and it was. It was right. my pleasure uh, to be there at the beginning of this uh, whole industry that's known as, as uh, home shopping, and though it's now seen on television around the country, you are exactly right. It indeed started on a very small radio station. Uh, so I go. I, I guess we complete the cycle and the circle here, right? Yeah. I started on radio 28 years ago, and here I am again today. Oh my God! And it started pretty inter- in an interesting way too. Would you let our listeners know? Because yeah, I think it's yeah. very funny, it, it, very different. I, I, I can, and very unexpected. Uh, uh, I happen to be hosting a, a talk show, like what you're doing. And I was the host of an afternoon talk show. We would talk about politics and issues of the day and on the radio and everything. And, but the problem with this radio station was that we did not have very high ratings. And so it was difficult to sell advertising for this radio station. But the owner of the station, a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Bud Paxson, he and his wife would go around town and they would visit business after business and and get them to advertise on the radio. And so he would sell a few advertising contracts here and there. And one day he sold a 13-week advertising contract to a a small appliance store in Clearwater, Florida. So for 13 weeks on my talk show, we we, uh, advertised the supply store. And towards the end of the 13 weeks, Bud went into the appliance store to collect on the advertising bill. And the gentleman who owned the appliance store was furious, and he said, I'm not going to pay you. And Bud said, why? And he said, well, because nobody has come in here and mentioned that they heard about my store on your radio station. Nobody listens to your radio station, and I'm not going to pay you. And they kind of got into an argument, Dr. Valdez, <laughs> about the whole thing. And pretty soon Bud said, wait a minute, I've got people that need to be paid at the radio station. I, I, I've got to come out of here with something. And the guy who owned the appliance store said, I tell you what I'll do. Instead of paying the advertising bill, I had a big shipment come in a couple of hours ago. Back there by the door, you can see all those big boxes back there. Go ahead and take one of those boxes in lieu of payment for the advertising. And so Bud picked up this box, had no idea what he was going to do with it, got in the car and drove back to the radio station. Now, meanwhile, I'm on the air noon to 3, and every hour of my show, at the beginning of the hour for five minutes, they had a local news break. And I would take a little break, and so I was sitting in this little booth, and pretty soon the door swung open, and in walked Bud, when in his hand he had this electric can opener. <laughs> All right? Now, keep in mind, this was 1977. So this was one of those avocado green right. electric can openers. Fortunately, they couldn't see over the radio. Exactly. And so he said to me, he said, Bob, when you come out of the news, I want you to sell this can opener. And I looked at him in total amazement. I said, what do you mean you want me to? He said, I want you to sell. And I remember saying to him, wait a minute, bud. You know, I'm a newsman. You know, I have morals. I have ethics. I said, you want me to sell? And then he explained the relationship between me selling that can opener and me getting a paycheck. And I said, you know, that can opener looks pretty good. Yeah, it got real clear. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden. And so I came out of the news, and I said, folks, now when when uh, uh, we went into the last break, you're not going to believe what happened during the last break. And I recounted the whole story about the can opener. And I started describing it. And I said, if you call up the radio station right now, reserve one, come down, pay for it, it's yours. And pretty soon the phone line started to light up. And that day, it took us about an hour to do, on that day, August 28th, which is right around the corner, 1977, uh, we sold 112 electric can openers. That's amazing. And that was the beginning of the entire home shopping 
industry. Oh my God. And today, Dr. Val, that whole industry is worth over $7 billion. That's with a B now. So from 112 electric can openers to now the industry, the business does over $7 billion. It has come a long way in 28 years. Oh, that's an amazing story now. A lot of our listeners know that I tend to focus on things that are social concern issues. So when Bob and I were talking, actually, I met Bob at the um, the uh, Enlightened Millionaires Conference. Yes, in Anaheim County. And yeah, that was an amazing conversation. And one of the things that occurred to me was that so many of us are trying to fund projects of value, and that we're limited by the concept of salary and wages, as you were 28 years ago, and learning and. It occurred to me as I was listening to you at that conference when you made the comment that we were doing radio that you thought could could really benefit the world. Not thought. I know you can. Oh, I like that. Good. Yeah. We've got it on tape twice, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that you were that we're doing radio that could benefit the world. I thought what would actually benefit the world besides whatever radio we're doing would be if people knew that they could the figures you gave me on what's possible to earn. Oh yeah, on yeah. on shopping networks. It's amazing. It was uh, profound. I believe the um, example you gave was a man who developed somebody else's product that was a sort of putty. Yeah, I, I teach people in addition to teaching people that come to me with a product or come to me with an idea how to turn that into reality. I also have people that come to me that don't have a product and they don't have an idea, but but they know that this is such a powerful way to sell merchandise that they want to get involved. And so this one guy came to me, and I and I taught him what to look for. What are the shopping channels looking for to put on the air? What, what's, uh, what's what I call my product profile? What does it take to be, you know, uh, for a product to be uh, saleable and marketable? And I taught him that. And one day he's walking down the aisle of one of the home improvement stores, and he called me up on his cell phone. He said, Bob, I've got it. I said, what? His name is Gerard, and I said, what, Gerard? He said, I've got the product right here that would be great on television. It fits your product profile. And he described it to me, and what I taught him was how to go to the manufacturer of that product and negotiate a contract where he would get a royalty, and and they renamed it. They put it under another name, and now we have it on one of the shopping channels, and he sells over 10,000 units every single month. And he makes about $5 per unit. He puts five dollars per unit in his pocket. Sounds so like fifty thousand to me. Boy, it does. I tell you, I didn't even need a calculator for that, which is amazing. But I mean, he puts a lot of money in his pocket every single month. It is an item that you and I have walked by almost every single day, or anytime we're in a home improvement store, we've walked by the item. But he was able to identify it. He was able to to learn how to make it uh, become real on, on television. And I'm telling you, I know that many of your listeners, the vast majority of your listeners today, they have the ability to do this. They may not have a product. They may not have an idea. But they can learn what to look for. And and, and things will change when that happens. And I really, after meeting you and after having an opportunity to talk with you for a while, the integrity came through in such a way, the honesty the the uh, the dedication to what you're doing came through in such a way, and you're using the radio as a vehicle, which you should. But there are a lot of people out there that could really they they could really generate a lot of dollars that would help get your message out there even faster and even quicker. 
No, I, I'm, I'm listening to you very closely as you say this because what hit me was, for instance, just to do something very current. I was reading today's paper, Bob. Mm-hmm. In Orange County, there's a couple who will spend $40,000 of their own money um, taking stray animals and making sure that they have homes and they've run out of money. For instance, I mean, if we just do the social concern sure. part. But well, what about um, my the, the man that works for me? His wife is in the hospital, and she has an enlarged heart. And you know, the, all the medical stuff may not take care of it. You know, right, right. and what if he was making fifty thousand a month? I mean, it sure. doesn't have to be just a social concern issue. It's like all kinds of problems do disappear. Of course, when when money is present, and you and I were discussing before the show, like what stops people from reaching out and learning this kind of information, and we were talking about excuses, and I was wondering if you would say a little bit more about that. Well, I mean, there's no question in my mind, and I think it's just basic instinct among human beings that when we come up with with something we want to do, when we come up with an idea or whatever, instead of thinking why it can happen, we start giving us reasons why it can't happen. And that's the first thing that we have to change. Uh, You know, I was in the gym the other day, and... And I'm on the treadmill, and I'm on this treadmill, and it's you know it's a number of minutes have passed, and I'm sweating, and I'm tired, and I start complaining to myself about why am I doing this? You know, I you know I feel tired, and yeah, I hate doing this. I hate working out. I hate the the treadmill and all that. So I'm complaining to myself, and I happen to look up and I glance at the door where people entered the gym, and in walks a gentleman with one leg, mm-hmm. one leg, okay. Instantly, I thought to myself, wait a minute. If anybody has reason to make an excuse of not to go to the gym, it's this gentleman. Really? It's not me. What am I complaining about? I should feel fortunate that I have the ability to do this. You see? So so we, we, we sometimes think you know, on the negative, and we sometimes give ourselves reasons why something won't happen or cannot happen. And, and we just have to... It comes down to choices. That's what it comes down to. The guy with the one leg, he made a choice to use that, not as an excuse, but, but as a motivating factor to do something, you see. So it's it, it, choices that we make in our lives. Oh, I get it. You know, what would be, you personally, what would be kind of like the most challenging circumstance person that ever showed up in your present and changed their lives? Well, I had a uh, a lady who came to this country from China about two years ago, and she she had heard about me, and she came to the office, didn't even have an appointment one day, and just showed up and came to the office, and she walked into my office, and she had the, I don't know, the, the feeling was coming from her that you instantly liked her. She She had just a look about her that you really cared for her. And, and that you really liked her. And she came in and she sat down in front of me, in front of my desk, and she said that she had only been in this country for a few days. She had broken English. She could hardly understand her. And she she said, I need help. I have a problem. And I said, what? And she said, I have these skincare products that are, are you know, phenomenal, uh, that are just different from anything else, and they are a result of ancient Asian beauty secrets. And she reached down into this bag and she pulled out these jars that were kind of uh, taped together and had rubber bands around them and, and they were old and dilapidated. And she said, these are the ancient Asian beauty secrets. 
And she went on to tell the story about the different regions of China where she got these products from and what they had done over the years. And she said, but I have a problem and I need help in getting these products out there. And so she became one of my students, and what we did, we took her products and we 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 uh, uh, positioned them for her, and we packaged them and and got her on. And she went on one of the shopping channels, and that was two about two years ago. Last month, she went on one of the shopping channels, and she did over four million dollars in sales in two days. In that two was days, whistles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's real. Her name is uh, Way Brian. Uh, that's her married name, and her line, uh, the product line, is called Way East. And uh, as a matter of fact, she'll be on at the end of September again on one of the shopping channels. Uh, that visit in four days, she will do over seven million dollars in total sales. You're yes. actually having in a training this month, aren't you? And what? Uh, the, what yeah. What would your students learn in that training? Well, I'm having a training this coming weekend, as a matter of fact, in, in Tampa. We do them on a quarterly basis. Uh, since we last spoke in Anaheim, uh, I was able to sign an agreement with a large TV company, and I'm now very, very happy to say that I have my own TV show. And it's called What a Great Idea. And this TV show is based uh, and, and focuses on entrepreneurs. It focuses on inventions and creations and messages, uh, the need to get out there. And it's a half-hour, a 30-minute television show, and I'm the host of the show, and then the individuals come on the show, and we talk about their product or their message or their idea or whatever. And it's a 30-minute show that's syndicated around the country, and it's on at different times in different markets around the country. We tape one show, and then it gets multiple airings, so it airs more than once. So students that sign up with me, they are guaranteed, once their product is ready to be sold, they are guaranteed to get on television. And there's nobody else that can make that guarantee. And But I guarantee my students, once their product is ready to be on TV, um, ready to be sold, I should say, they are guaranteed to get on television. It's a great way to test what they have. It's a great way to find out what they have, if there's uh, an interest for it, uh, a demand for it. And so students that sign up for me that will eventually get on this TV show, before they do that, they come to one of my trainings. Oh, and at this training, I, I bring in experts in this industry to the training to help them know how to, for instance, protect what they have, to get a patent, to get a trademark. Uh, there's a gentleman that's coming in that will teach people how to source products. We're kind of running out of time. Oh, I'm I have sorry. a question here. Okay, I'm sorry. From Sigourney. <laughs> Yes. Sigourney wants to know if you ever sell ideas on the... That is an excellent question. The answer is yes, but let me clarify that. Most people, let's say, that have a message that they want to communicate, they don't view that as a product. And, and, and the reason they don't get their message communicated effectively is that they're not treating it as a product. Okay. I teach them how to change their message into an actual product. It can take the many different forms, but I teach them how to do that. Well, okay. uh, we've actually got a uh, couple of members of the radio team here, and I was wondering, Cherie or George or Lisa or uh, Maureen, do you, any of you have a question for for our dear Bob? Yes, I do. This is Cherie. Hi, Hi Cherie. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Good. You mentioned that there are certain criteria that you recommend that you have seen for successful products. Could yes. you list a few of those criteria? Yeah, it, it's what I call my product profile, and one of them would be the question to ask, is it demonstrable, what you have? Can it be demonstrated uh, to people uh, in, in, in one way or the other? Uh, 
Uh, another one would be, does it fulfill a dream? Uh, a very important one, Cherie, would be, ask yourself what you want to sell. Ask yourself this question. Does it solve a problem? Does it solve a problem? And it has to clearly solve that problem in order to be effective. There's another one, does it create an emotional need? And I go into this in depth with all of my students, teaching them how to do this. Is it easy to use? Is it easy to understand? Uh, does it have what's called mass appeal out there? Uh, so this whole product profile, we run through that with all the students to make sure uh, that what they have in mind will, will meet the criteria. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. I wish we had more time. I know. I know. I'm trying to pack it anybody who wants to call me, I mean, can I give my number? Oh, or? please, please, okay. please. I'll give my office number, which is area code 727-572-8855. That's 727-572-8855. And I tell you what I'll do, because I love you so much, Dr. Val. Oh, cool. Anybody who calls me up, I'm going to send you a free list of the power words that sell. These are the words that I have found out over the past 28 years cause people to respond to what you have. Oh, that's great. And I'm going to give it to you absolutely free. You call me up, and, and, and we'll uh, probably send them out email-wise. That will be the best way to do it. But you have to say, I heard about you on Dr. Val's show. That's great. Okay. So, and, and is- also you can go to a website, which is called whatagreatidea.tv. What a great idea. TV. Now this show is going to be being replayed all over the place for the next few weeks. So please, oh, great. Don't, you know, don't end it today or anything like that. Oh, okay. Well, well anybody who calls on and says, "Hey, I heard you on the Doctor Val show," I'll make sure that we get you the free power words. That's great. Um, Gail, are you still on? Do you have a question? Yeah, or? I am here. And Hi, Gail. Uh, Hi, Bob. Um, certainly one of the things uh, is your mastery of being related. I know that's led to your success, but I've heard Dr. Bell say that you have this great statement when people talk to you about something, and you'll ask them, what's so good about that? <laughs> it is what I call the billion-dollar formula, uh, to be able to create the need for whatever you have. It is a formula uh, that has the acronym uh, WSGAT, WSGAT. And, and if you if you keep those five letters in mind, you will always be able to create an emotional tie with others. Uh, here's what I mean by that. And, and I teach that, and it's very difficult to do in just a couple of minutes here. Uh, but I teach people how to break down what they have into features and benefits. And then when you apply the WSGAT, which stands for What's So Good About That?, if you keep taking what you have and applying that question to it and keep answering that question, what is so good about that? What is so good about what I'm telling you uh, about? Uh, you, you will find your success rate to go up markedly. Most times when we're presenting somebody a product or an idea or a service, we talk too much from our perspective. What we need to do is think of what we have from the other person's perspective. And this WizGat formula that I teach uh, is guaranteed to work every single time to keep you on, on that connection. And that's the, that's the true fact for life. Oh, it works in everything. You it know, works, totally. It's, yeah. it's about I'll be teaching that again this weekend in the training. That's why I called you, by the way, the master of relationships. Oh, well, thank because you. Because of that. On the, but that's uh, what it comes down to is relationships. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. No, it's absolutely perfect. Uh, Lisa or George or Maureen, do you have, we have time for one last question. Uh, if you have a good idea, what do you, 
how, how do you get somebody to a place where to take the idea and get it to a place where they can get it manufactured and, and packaged? Because without that, you can have a good idea of how to get it into production and all no that. No question stuff. about it. You are exactly right. And, and I go through what I call the process. And that is the different stages. I have people that come to me uh, that don't even have a product or don't even have an idea, as I said earlier. But I have a lot of people that come to me with an idea for a product. Then they have to take it to the uh, a prototyping stage. Then they have to take it to the patenting stage. And then they take it to the manufacturing stage. And then you have to have the other P, which is what I call platform. You've got to be able to present this to uh, the, the, the people that are in the market for it. Uh, so I, I help, or I should say my company uh, helps as well, everybody along this line. We guide you through all of those steps to teach you how to do that. When people uh, that are coming in this weekend for my training, one of the days of the training is that they're going to be able to have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with my product selection committee. And that product selection committee will evaluate what they have and tell them exactly what they need to do next. So you walk out of that training with a very specific game plan. Well, that's very interesting. Does that include financing? Pardon me? Does that include financing? Financing, I don't know if I follow. I have a question, I think, that um, a comment, I think, Lisa, that, will, that you'll be able to comment on, which is exactly the same. I actually talked to Larry Hagman about you, you know? Oh, thank you. Okay. And his wife, May, created a product that's actually to help you travel. And she said the thing that stopped them from manufacturing it was that they felt that it was going to cost something, when they researched it, uh -huh. something around $50,000 to produce the product. Wow, wow. So I was wondering, and I think it's part of Lisa's question. And that's correctly. what Lisa was asking. Now Lisa's I understand. Lisa's asking yeah. the same thing? In fact, I have a way, I show people a way to be able to walk into a manufacturer with a PO, with a purchase order, and the manufacturer will produce the product for free. All right. I'm going to tell Larry that. Okay. There's yeah. a way to do that. I'm not saying it happen it applies to every situation, mm -hmm. but there are people that do that. If you get a purchase order, you're able to go to a manufacturer and you'll be able to get what you're, you need produced. Oh, this is so good. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to him just about, does this answer your question, Lise? Does that help you, Lisa? Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's very creative because I just got you know that that's the biggest thing. It's like sure. hey, it's a great idea, but you know. Oh yeah, like, oh you're sitting you there with a great idea, but if it costs stuff. you so much money, sure, right. you're right, Lisa. Lisa, you're on right. next with Family Matters. Now, if you would like to spend part of Family Matters asking Bob some more questions, <laughs> the next four minutes are yours, or you can go into Family Matters. I'll give you the choice because I can hear you heavy breathing on this one. Oh, I know. Well, I'll do a little bit of both. How about that? That my sounds good. So, so let me just introduce you to the listening audience. This is Lisa Molson of Family Matters. And actually, Lisa has a, a, a line that she's created that I think is really powerful. It's like, help your family and, and help our world. Wow. So that's where she comes from when she talks to you. Now, how does Lisa do that, though? We'll find out. Oh, good. Right. Well, today I wanted to talk about kindness and how kindness is, is effective um, in making the choice to choose to be kind to one another versus getting a, versus taking the more arrogant approach or or uh, getting the last word in and all that kind of stuff. I had a personal experience where I had a long-term friend of mine, and we ended up in a legal dispute over a business situation, and I had to select an attorney. Mm -hmm. And I had the choice of whether or not to pick an attorney that was going to be more aggressive and, you know, 
bring up all of their dirt and all this other kind of stuff, or take an approach that uh, was more respectful and whatnot. So, um, and and it, it started out that, you know, I kind of by default inherited the guy that was more, I really didn't choose him by choice, but I got to see his approach and how it affected the relationship, and it actually was very negative, and it's not what I wanted, and I realized that, you know, if you go back to what, what life is all about, you know, we want peace, we want happiness, and we all want all those things, but what role do we play in doing that? And it starts at home, obviously, but also permeates from there. But, you know, it, it starts with a decision. You know, when you have the, when you can be mean or, or take offense to somebody who does something, you have that right and you have that choice to be, uh, and choose being offended, but, you know, but you also have the, the choice to be kind to somebody also. And I can tell you a thousand percent the choice to be kind and, and respectful to somebody regardless of whether or not you feel offended by them um, is so much more effective because that, that kindness is what breaks down people's, you know, barriers. And when you can get to that place, that's where love is and that's where um, um, a place where people can build trust again. So it's back to the relationship, back to the friendship, back, back to being where you started out in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I had to make that decision that that's what I wanted to do because, as you know, when you get in the business and all these great ideas that you, you want to put together, Bob, you know, you're going to end up interrelating with people. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, definitely. and you're going to have to put agreements together and understandings and things like that. But if you choose to take the approach that I want to be kind, you know, yeah. and respectful and not take offense when people, you know, might misinterpret something that I wanted to do. Right. Um, deal with it day in and day out, um, or you know, so, or even at home. Somebody's tired, somebody's cranky, or whatever. And instead of going, well, why are why are you treating me this way? Instead of going, gee, you must have had a rough day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's, there's a reason it, behind it. Exactly. exactly. Instead of being and taking it personal, and it's a choice. Right. You know, it's just a simple choice that we make. But um, so you know, that's really what I wanted to share because I realized that you know we get to pick what kind of human being we're going to be in this world. Every single day, we have that choice. Okay, exactly. you get to ask him one more question now. And one then more time. <laughs> can, can I ask Lisa a quick question? Yeah. Okay, now, what you just talked about, Lisa, do you have that on tape anywhere? No, I In don't. In tape right now. Okay, but why, why wouldn't you make a tape and be able to turn that tape into a product, and that product becomes your message? I think that's a great idea, and actually we're in the process of doing that together as a team. And, and I love your story about the radio, because yeah. that is just killer. See, yeah, isn't that, 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 that's such a great name for a TV show. What a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, I mean, there there's a lot of, I think, products and things that people can get out in the world. It's a matter of, I've never known how to get, the, get to the distribution point. Sure. I've got great sure. ideas, lots of them. Right. But it's right. never been able to know how to get them into the marketplace. And, and you're exactly right. I mean, I identify there are two key elements. Basically, every year there are over 300,000 different product services or ideas offered to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. And the vast majority of them lack one or two key elements. And those two key elements are what I call P&P. The first P is called presentation. You have to be able to effectively present what you have to get others to want what you have. The second P is what I call platform. And you just referred to it in terms of distribution. What is your platform? Your platform could be two other people. Your platform could be a thousand people. Or your platform could be on television going into 85 million homes with what you have. So you've got to have both P's together. You can't have just one. 
Because if you go into 85 million homes on TV and you don't know how to create a need for what you have, you're not going to get anybody to buy it. So you've got to have both of them going at the same time. Well, and also a way, and also a way to fulfill. Fulfillment is really sure, important. Sure. We're, sure. we're way out of time, Lisa. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm running over. No, no, no. no, no, no. So what I was going to ask you, Bob. Bob. Thanks. Thanks, Lisa. If you, if you nice could... meeting you. I'll be calling you and coming to your, to your class. Okay. Would love okay. to have you here. There you okay. go. See, I got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Damn, what I wanted to, if you have the time, if you could listen to Cherie Ross, I think that, I think everybody on this team has something valuable, and Cherie Ross actually does the essential oils. Right. And she's actually transformed my life on a couple of different occasions when we're just here on the radio. Right, great. So, um, Cherie, Bob, Bob, Cherie. Hi, Cherie, how are you? Whoops. Is Cherie I, there? I, I was on mute to oh. keep it quiet. Oh. I, I thought she well. was enjoying Thank the you. oils, you know? Right. Yes, exactly. Well, we're going to talk about something that I call today the, the Essential Seven. And the Essential Seven is very powerful because what the Essential Seven is capable of is transforming um, some areas in your life very quickly and very easily. So we're going to start with seven basic oils that are good for every home to use. One is lemon oil. Now, what can you do with lemon oil? Well, you can put lemon oil in your water and drink it, and what benefit will that create? Well, let me just share with you quickly. Uh, clinical research has proven that uh, lemon oil can kill uh, meningococcus bacteria in 15 minutes, typhoid in one hour, staph in two hours, pneumonia in three hours. And it can even get rid of diphtheria and tuberculosis. Now, if that's not enough, it helps to tighten uh, any type of a, of a sagging skin. So if you feel like your skin doesn't have the elasticity that it used to, lemon oil. And lemon oil also has been proven to improve memory by anywhere from 33 to 54% by just inhaling it. So there's some fun things to do with lemon oil. Now, let's quickly go to lavender. Lavender is called the universal oil. So what can you do with lavender oil? Well, I've seen lavender in a matter of seconds completely pull apart a muscle spasm. Any type of a muscle spasm or a muscle cramp, it will pull it apart and just completely disable it and make it disappear. I've also seen you, if you can put it on a wound or a burn, it literally will make it dissipate and return the skin and regenerate very, very, very quickly without any scarring. And if you have challenges sleeping at night, Lavender oil, just a little on the chest and the throat, and lavender oil, will you'll just have wonderful deep sleep and wonderful dreams and wake up very refreshed. So there's a couple wonderful things with lavender oil. Now let's go to peppermint. Peppermint is one of my most favorite oils because peppermint is organically the most powerful um, mental stimulator. And it's organic, so it doesn't do it with, with caffeine, which is also organic, but caffeine can have some side effects for people. Peppermint's quite the opposite. It helps to clear up any sinus conditions by just drinking it or just smelling it. It will clear up sinus conditions or rubbing a little bit on the roof of your mouth. Excellent for any upset tummy at all or to stop nauseousness. In addition to that, peppermint has been proven to assist people in dropping weight. In other words, weight loss. All you have to do is inhale it seven to ten times every day. And it, what it does is it works with a society center in the brain so that it allows your body to not desire food and it assists in, in um, jump-starting the metabolism so that you start to drop some pounds. So there's a quick little ditty on peppermint oil. And peppermint oil keeps you cool in the heat. Simply put a little, a few drops on your wrist or the back of your neck or the small of your back or the bottom of your feet. Just take your choice where you want to put it and literally in less than 30 seconds you will feel much more cool and much more calm and collected and uh, it takes that irritability edge when you get overheated off. 
So now, let's quickly go to joy oil. Joy is a blend. And why do I like joy oil? Well, joy has bergamot in it. And bergamot has been clinically proven to balance moods. So if you're feeling a little over-irritable or a little bit off any particular day, just inhale joy oil, and it literally works with the brain to help balance the moods. And what it also does is lately I've been getting a significant amount of phone calls with people who are in adrenal stress. So much stress in their life for so long that actually they're compromising their adrenal glands. If you rub joy oil on your adrenal glands, it helps to support them so they can function properly and handle the stress without uh, taking taking them down a little bit. Okay, so there's some fun things with joy oil. Now, let's go on to purification oil. Purification oil is one of my favorites because purification oil, it's a blend and it has, has a number of different oils in. Now, what purification does is, one, it helps to keep the insects away. Last week I got a call from a woman whose son-in-law had gotten bit by a brown recluse spider and he, is, he was getting very ill very, very quickly. And she uh, put purification oil on him and literally his arm completely shifted and changed. The pain left. They got him to the hospital and the doctor could not believe the change that rapidly in from a brown recluse spider bite. So any type of an insect bite, if you drop it on a tick, the tick will pull its head out immediately if you put one drop of uh, peppermint or excuse me, purification oil on. Wow. Yeah. It also, you can rub it on. If you're getting a tickle or a scratch in your throat, you can rub it right on your throat and it will take care of it. And then my last oil is called Pain Away. And I love my oil because it does exactly what it says. It takes the pain away. Um, and you can, except for, well, you know, there's a proverbial pain in the behind, but <laughs> unless that's a physical pain, I don't know. But <laughs> it'll, um, it will literally, you can rub it on any area of the body, including a tooth or a head or an arm or a joint or any area of discomfort, and it will ease it dramatically and quickly and keep the inflammation down. So, if you'd like to learn more about what this powerful Essential 7 can do for you, I have a, I have a handout that says 101 uses of, Essent, of the Essential 7 oils. Give me a call, a toll-free 866-RADIO-99, or Heaven Incorporated, all spelled out, or you can email me at um, www.young-living.net, and I'll get it off to you right away. Fantastic. So, Bob, you still here? Wow. Um, don't call you now. An audio book? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways you could go about it. Sure. So many different ways. I mean, do you, do you have the oils themselves? Do you sell yes. the individual oils? Yes. Okay. How do you sell them? Just in little bottles? Yes. Okay. There, I got a kit maybe, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's so many different things you could do with this. Yeah, yeah we have the so essential many. kit, and then I have so I have over a couple hundred oils I play with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you need to be on my TV show. I mean, you, you, there are just so many different things you could do with this. What are the dates of your November? Uh, the Well, they're working out the dates of the training. Uh, we're taping a show in October to air in November, uh, but the next training probably will be towards the end of October or the beginning of November. Uh, I'll get those dates to you once they're solidified. Oh, fantastic, and I'll make sure that they're forwarded to the team. Yeah. Uh, Diva, are you here? This is our, our, our resident Diva, and I okay. think you're going to... Be impressed with what she's up to as well. Okay. <laughs> we have a private fan club here, Bob. Good. <laughs> and I want to join. We're, we're your fans now, for oh, sure. Oh, thank you. Well, today, um, our daily diva word is win. Not in the traditional sense of win at all costs, beat someone else, 
No, this week, let's contemplate when as wonder and niceness. What would the world look like? But much more importantly, what would you feel like if your field of energy was a win? Everywhere you go this week, bring your win with you. Be nice and expect to experience only the best in others, their nice side. When I moved to Los Angeles from upstate New York, everyone told me that people were going to be difficult. And I said to them, I have never met a person that I didn't like ever since I came here. And I don't know if I caused that to happen because it's absolutely true. I only meet the most wonderful people. And imagine if we had that power, if we had the power to create. The only thing we can control is our thought process. We can't control the weather, the stock market, the sun rising or setting, our kids or our spouses. We can, however, control what we think and how we act. And we control how we act by controlling what we think. So take a moment and think about changing the world by changing yourself. And let's all win. The W stands for wonder. Wonder at the power of being kind, not because you have to, but because you could choose to in any moment to be nice, especially when the clerk at the store is having a bad day because her kids are sick, and if she didn't come into work for her minimum wage job, she would lose it. Wonder at the power you have of stopping your car so that the person making a left-hand turn across traffic can do so without harm today. Why? Because you decided to win this week at life. You have the power to affect the life of everyone you encounter each and every day. You can choose to be the miracle or the curse. Win and then wonder at the power of your being and the power of being, well, nice. This is Maureen O'Crean for Distinctively Diva, the online community of women for women. You can register for our free newsletter or the Daily Diva Word at distinctivelydiva.com. And you can reach any editor or guest by emailing val at wakingupinamerica.com, calling us toll-free at 866-RADIO-99, and sign up for our mailing list at wakingupinamerica.com. So, Maureen, that's great. (laughs) That is super. That hit home so well because, I mean, it does come down to making that decision. And and as a matter of fact, I have a book coming out in the spring that that talks about that decision, about making decisions. What is your book? Well, it's going to be called When You Come to the Fork in the Road, Grab a Spoon. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And it'll be out in the spring. But it's all about making choices, about making decisions. All about what you just said. Well, you know, it's it's really wonderful yeah. because it's a point of view. I was really clear when you were talking, Maureen, that uh-huh. it's a point of view. And do you know who used to have this point of view as well? Mm-mm. Will Rogers. Ah. He would say, I never met a man I didn't like. Right. right. And because he had that point of view, I'm sure that he looked at everybody looking for what was likable. Yeah. 
really, it's, I mean, that's actually a true story. I would be with people and they would be complaining about difficult people and I, and I'd just be sitting there going, is it me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is you. Yeah. It is you, Maureen. It absolutely is you. And that's why you run the radio. <laughs> you know, Dr. Val, I, everybody that I've heard here today, one, there's a common thread, and that is the feeling that I get is the total dedication to really getting their message out to, to other people because it's a message that can enhance one's life. It's a message that can make life easier and better for people. And that's the goal here, to get it out. But in the same sense, everything I heard here today, I'm thinking of it in terms of a product. Well, I was everybody, hoping you were. Yeah, and everybody that I've heard from here has a product. Everybody. Well, i got one more guy, if you okay. can stick around a little bit sure. here. But I wanted sure. to just say one more thing, Maureen, about what you were saying. I don't know if you know where the word win came from, Rod, do you? No. The word win actually comes from the sound an arrow makes when it hits the target. Wow. Okay. okay. And, the word, and the word sin mm-hmm. is actually, it has nothing to do with good or evil, okay? It's the same It's the same analogy. It's the sound that the arrow makes when it misses the target. Mm. Oh, nice. So there's no value in any of this. It's like you get to make choices about literally are you going to make the sound of winning right. or are you going to make the sound of losing? Exactly. And if, in one of the things that Bob and I were talking about before the show, Maureen, mm-hmm. was, I was, I, was, I was alluding to Larry Hagman. Larry Hagman and Carol Channing, when I interviewed them, they said that their, um, they felt that their lives were lucky. And I was telling Bob before the show that I believe that that's a point of view that they hold. Like you were looking for the, the niceness in people, they look for the luck. I mean, Larry Hagman had to have his liver replaced. Mm-hmm. Some people wouldn't call that lucky. But in Larry's mind, it is. It's the way he holds it. But when you and I were talking, Bob, the um, the situation was um, basically that you and I both felt as though we'd worked hard. Yeah, I, I don't really believe in luck. I, I really don't. <laughs> I believe in working hard and being prepared. Exactly. Uh, for, for the opportunities. But when they come up, you're ready for it. Exactly, and that's what we were talking about in reference to the Olympic champions. Right. Every one of the Olympic champions will tell you, I was trying to think of it was Anya Hatch. I think it may have been. Um, she was, like, insecure. <laughs> she was on the Olympic team. She considered herself the worst gymnast, and forgive me if it's somebody else or I'm not being accurate here. But when I said, well, how did you handle that? And she said, I just practiced twice as much as everybody else. Wow. And she yeah. got her she got her medal. Exactly. I mean, you know, people. Uh, some people may look at me and say, you know, wow, you're so successful in everything, everything you've been able to achieve. Uh, you know, how lucky you've been. Well, it's taken me 28 years to be lucky. Yeah, absolutely. But that's, I think, where Larry's coming from, too. If you took a look at Larry Hagman's life, you'd see plenty of challenges. Oh, sure. We Even all... though, you know, he worked, he lucked out um, with the TV series that he had and such. They they, they all have that, that history of per- persevering yeah. inside of them. And our next editor, is his name is actually George Wachowski, um, Bob, and he... Hey, George. Hi, Bob. And he's about true leadership. Ah, great. And so, <laughs> so welcome. You have some, you have a um, marketer's ears listening to you today, George. Thanks, Val. One of the principles in our book, True Leaders, is called Care Enough to Connect and Convey. And too often we think of ourselves in our leadership roles as needing to talk to people. Well, Lou Smith, who's the CEO at the Ewing Kaufman Foundation in Kansas City, 
as we were interviewing him, said, no, the most important thing that a leader can do is to listen, to be able to listen generously to each of the folks around him so that we can help the other person make progress. And within his business, he said, I wanted to establish that I was not higher than anyone else in the business. So when we designed our communication room, it's designed in the Indian Kiva, so that he stands at the bottom, and then there are circular rows around going up above him. So the folks who come in to talk with Lou are sitting above him. And he said, I will ask questions and get the responses and listen. And he said, as I listen, I begin to understand what's going on within our business, how are we connecting with our community, and it enables me then to remove the barriers, to change the uh, direction so that folks recognize that they're being encouraged and supported in doing what they've been asked to do. And that listening conveys something so powerfully. And, Bob, as I was listening to you, I realized you listened so generously to be able to help somebody else take a step. And that's what true leaders do. They are looking for the good in folks. They're listening to what they're saying and also what they're not saying. And if you know the Chinese language, the Chinese character for listening is actually made up of three different characters. There's the characters for the ears, because clearly when we listen, we hear the tones and the words that are being used. It also includes the character for eyes. We see the body language, and body language conveys so much of the message that we end up receiving. The third character that's included in listening is the heart, because it is through our heart that we truly understand the other person. So in the Chinese character, are you following that as you listen to the important people around you? And the important people are all of those folks that you have a chance to influence, to move forward in a direction together so that we can make our organization stronger, so we can serve our customers better, so we can add more value to what we do. By listening generously to help them make progress, hear what they're saying and not saying. Observe the body language. Is it consistent with what you're hearing? And then work your heart to be able to understand so that you can help move and propel and encourage and uplift that person to help them continue their progress in making our organization stronger and better. This segment has been brought to you by True Leader Coach, and we would be happy to do a quick consultation with you to help you take action in your life. Call us toll-free at 877-321-4852. That's 877-321-4TLC. Because as we say in our business, share some tender, loving care with each person that crosses your path today. Wow. That is great, George. That is super. You hit on, I don't know if I can jump in here or not. Please, jump in. Please do, Bob. I mean, you you hit on the helping aspect, and you are right on on that. And the, the reason why it's so important to me, when I train people how to sell, and I do that one-on-one, I do it in front of large groups, uh, I have uh, celebrity clients such as Suzanne Summers and Farrah Fawcett and, and Dixie Carter and Frankie Avalon, and the list goes on and on. And 
whether it's them or anyone else, the first thing I tell everybody is I want you to forget about selling what you have. Forget about selling it. What I want you to do is to think in terms of helping people with what you have. And I remember in the early days of, of home shopping when I was on the air, I was so I was so burned out as a host, and I just couldn't. Do, I went into uh, Bud Paxson, who owned the uh, station at the time, and I went into his office one day, and I said, "Bud, I quit. I can't do this." He said, "What do you mean?" I said, "If I see one more cubic zirconia diamond, I'm going to scream. <laughs> I can't do it." He said, "Why?" I said, "I'm not a salesman. I don't want to sell." He said, "You don't get it, do you?" And I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "You're you're not selling anything. When you when you're selling something, you're doing something to somebody." But he said, when you're helping somebody, you're doing something for somebody. And a big difference between the two. And as soon as he said that, it changed the way that I looked at everything that I was doing. So my advice would be for everyone to take a look at the message, the product, whatever it is they want to convey, and think of it in terms of how it's going to help others. Not the fact that you're looking at what you have and saying, you know, I need to sell this. I I, I need to sell what I have. No, you don't. You need to sincerely determine how what you have is going to help other people. And when that is conveyed, honestly, you won't have to sell anything because people won't be able to buy it fast enough. Trust me. Oh, this is really right on, Bob. Okay. Um, so, George, you're right on, my friend, right on. This is Thank this you, Bob. This is great. I absolutely I've enjoyed it. it. I've, I, I just want to thank you for letting me be a part of it and sharing the time with you. You don't get to escape yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can hear that's an escape. But no, no, but George said one other thing about listening, and he's right about that. I mean, somebody told me a long time ago, one thing for sure, while I'm talking, I can't learn anything. You cannot learn anything if you're doing the talking. So while I'm talking here, I'm not learning anything. The only way I can learn something is by listening. Well, you've been doing some very good listening. and I've had a lot of information here today. Right. I just appreciate everybody so much. One of the things that I wanted to just tie this whole conversation up with, Bob, is the conversation of um, being caused in your life. Mm-hmm. I, if, if you can listen to this radio show today and you can hold it in the context that you are caused in your life, then you can take some action. There's... Two words in the English language that I really enjoy examining. One of them is cause, or to be the origin of something, and the other is because, which is a contraction of the demand cause. So if I say, Bob, be cause, you get a different action than if I said, Bob, I couldn't do it because. Hmm? So when we contract those two words, we lose all the power. Hmm. And if you've been listening to the conversations that have been occurring here Make sure you put the space in between the B and the cause because the moment you do, you have the action to take a class, you have the action to reinvent your life, you have all of those actions available to you. And it's a simple thing about putting space between B and cause. And as Bob was saying earlier, excuses are the things that you use to um, not have your life. So we, the Waking Up in America radio team and... Bob, you can you can actually put the tagline here if you would like to. We invite you to be cause in your life. What would you like to say as a final sign out here? I I, I want to, and, and what I've dedicated the rest of my life in doing is to enable people to live a better life than what they're living right now. And the way they do that is by by taking that idea that they've always wanted to act on and giving them a way in which to make it a reality and a, a way for them to to get rid of excuses. I just wish everyone would get rid of excuses and just do what you're supposed to do and uh, know that you can achieve it. 
That is absolutely perfect. This program is produced by Kirkgaard Media Group Incorporated, Radio Classrooms of America, our radio partners, ConingCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy in Memoriam, our executive producer, Nathan Jett, and thanks to our guest, Bob Costa and our chief technical officer, Pete LaBach, and thanks to the team at Voice America, Denise, Eric, and Ruben, and thanks to Bent Meigen for our theme music, Almost Ordinary People, and next week, invite a friend to lesson. And ask yourself, what is my highest thought, and do it. And you can feel really, really good. And if you're here, there, and you would like to um, have some peace in the world, let's just clap for peace. I'm waiting for that theme music. Where is it? Told you I couldn't sing. <laughs> We're almost ordinary people. <laughs> With extraordinary plans. Here it is. With extraordinary plans. Almost ordinary people here. Hear the music, feel the dance.